Coming up, we're talking victories for Jacob Allen, CJ Leary, Tyler Erb, and Greg Satterly, plus issues for Kyle Larson and other weekend winners. Let's roll. Today is Monday, April 11th, 2022. Welcome into Dirt Tracker Daily. I'm Justin Fiedler. We're back at it today after a long weekend at Martinsville doing that day job thing. It was another weekend wrought with weather-related cancellations across the country, but there was still plenty of big-time dirt racing to be consumed if you were so inclined. Lucas Ole Model Dirt Series did lose their Friday night show at Tyler County to weather, but they did get to race Saturday at Hagerstown and Sunday at Port Royal. With both Devin Moran and Brandon Shepard racing with Lucas both days, we knew we'd leave the weekend with one of them atop the standings, even though neither is racing full-time with Lucas this season. Devin Moran doing a pick-and-choose schedule, and obviously Brandon Shepard uh, running full-time with the Outlaws. And that was true. We did have a change atop the standings. Moran entered as the points leader, but Sheppy leaves at the top. Eventually, though, these two will go their separate directions, and that will leave the fight to the Lucas regulars, which right now, still very early on, seems to be Tyler Erb versus Tim McCready. Ashton Winger, Ricky Thornton Jr., Earl Pearson Jr., and Hudson O'Neill are also in the mix, but the top two have separated themselves a bit uh, after this weekend. At Hagerstown on Saturday, it was all Tyler Erb. He was overall quick time, won the first heat race, started on the pole, and led all 50 laps, basically unchallenged for the duration. It was his first win of the season, but he's been really solid up to this point with Lucas. 13 top 10s in 15 races, along with 7 top 5s. He's also got an average finish of 7.4. All of those are improvements over the previous year. McCready finished second in that race. Greg Satterley third, Kyle Hardy fourth, and Devin Moran kept his top 10 streak alive with a fifth place finish. I tweeted on Sunday before Port Royal that Moran had top 10s in all 14 Lucas races to start the year. And even though I hashtagged it, not a jinx tweet, I think it was. He finished 12th at Port Royal after starting 15th and thus ended the streak. That's really my bad there. What do you do there, though? Like, you want to point out that he's on a streak, but you, like, don't want to jinx him. It's like the announcer's jinx, right? So it's like, you know, six one, half dozen the other. You want it to continue, but you want to point it out, so I'm not really sure what to do there. Out front on Sunday, though, we got a Kyle Larson late model appearance following a not-so-great 19th place run on Saturday night at Martinsville in the Cup Car. He started second in the Rumley 6 and led the opening 25 laps, but things got interesting after that. Pole setter EPJ chased him throughout those first laps, uh, and on lap 26, he made his bid for the lead into turn three. The two ended up making contact, and Larson spun out of turn four, causing a caution. Both drivers ended up in the work area. Larson returned to finish 15th, while EPJ appeared to have maybe suspension damage, and he was done for the day. Afterwards, EPJ said he actually hit the inside wall. Larson kept pushing him lower and lower, which caused him to hit the wall. And then he pushed up and then made contact with Larson. And the contact with the six broke his steering rack when they hit wheel to wheel. So that's why EPJ was done for the day. That handed the lead on the restart to Greg Satterley. And he drove away over the final 15 laps to grab his third career Lucas win and first since 2018. Satterley started sixth. And I think even if Larson and EPJ didn't tangle, the 22 would have been in the mix for the win late in that race. He was really fast coming up through the top 10. Bishop, McCready, Jimmy Owens, and Herb completed the top five on Sunday. The wins by Herb and Satterley push us to eight different winners in 15 Lucas races so far for the year. So with these two uh, races in the books, Bishop is your Lucas points leader by 15 over Moran. Herb, McCready, and Owens complete the top five. We won't see the Lucas late models uh, again for a few weeks. Their next race is at Tri-City on April 29th. 
The Outlaws are also off this weekend, so if you want some late model action coming up, make sure you find either the Spring Nationals, the MLRA, the Ironman Series, and some of the other local and regional stuff coming up this weekend. We were supposed to get the opener for the Flow Racing Night in America Series tomorrow at Eldora, but that event has been pushed back to April 29th because of weather. I think, no, not April 20th, April 26th, maybe. Anyway, push back a couple of weeks because of weather. Go make sure to check the date on that one since I don't have it right in my notes. So not off to a great start uh, for the Flow Series as well. They were uh, actually wrought with weather uh, cancellations last year as well. Larson's Late Model Show is happening this coming Thursday, though, in advance of the Bristol weekend. We'll get more into that later in the week as well. On the open wheel side, the World of Outlaws and Extreme Outlaws were also victims of weather. They lost the Friday night show at US 36 Raceway. We did get to see them on Saturday, though, at Lake Ozark Speedway for the Jason Johnson Classic. On the non-wing side, we had a pretty big field of cars. We had 34 cars eventually take part. That included some USAC regulars. There's some guys in there committed to Extreme, some locals, and then even a guy like Alex Bright towed all the way from Pennsylvania to race with the series. I think with Extreme being new and the recent tire testing issues with USAC, there's definitely some momentum right now for this new venture from World Racing Group. In the feature, we had three different lap leaders in CJ Leary, Brady Bacon, and Robert Ballou. Ballou was light at the scales after his heat race win and had to come from 17th at the start. He led four laps, but eventually settled for second. After Leary led early from the, uh, from the pole, he actually fell back through the field. I think he was fourth at one point. And Bacon looked like he was probably on his way to the win, but with seven laps to go, we saw a rare Bacon mistake as he got loose into turn one and spun out. On the restart, Baloo was the beneficiary, but Leary was on his way back to the front. He took the lead for good on lap 27 and earned his second extreme win in three races. Baloo, Shane Cocker, Matt Westfall, and Jason McDougal completed the top five. McDougal was in the Keith Coon sprint car. With three of 14 races complete, Leary leads Baloo and Cockrum in the standings. Up next for the Extreme Sprint Cars is another trip to Lake Ozark in June. The midgets uh, of the Extreme Outlaw Series open in May at Millbridge. With the World of Outlaws Sprint Car Series, we had two guys battling for the win uh, that night that we probably didn't expect to do so at the beginning of the night. Officials shortened the feature to 30 laps from 41 because of track conditions. We had some good racing in the heats. Uh, that's not often a good sign for later in the night, though. In the non-wing feature, there were some tire wear issues, and that continued into the wing portion, although I don't think it really affected the quality of the race or the quality of the finish we got to see. We saw some good action, even with the track taking rubber uh, early on, especially in turns three and four. Jacob Allen started on the pole and led early, but Brady Bacon, who did double duty, was in the mix, and those two officially swapped the lead four times. Inside 10 to go, the 21 of Bacon was out front, and it felt like if he could just keep his right rear tire under him, he was in a great spot for the win. But Allen had other ideas. With three to go, Allen made a big move into turn one, muscling past the Macho Man on the bottom side and taking the lead. Bacon maintained second after the contact, but his time up front came to an end with a white flag in the air. The right rear came apart on that machine, which led to a 17th place finish. Out front, Allen drove away to his second career win with Spencer based in second, David Gravel third, Logan Schuhart fourth, and Brad Sweet completing the top five. The win for Allen was his first since Dodge City in September of 2020, and he told Chase Rodman afterwards that he feels like he's known as Mr. Nice Guy, but he just couldn't run second again. Definitely some aggression from the 1A we haven't seen from him in the past. We've talked about Jacob on the show already this year, and he definitely is driving like a different guy. I would have called you a liar if you told me before the season that the first shark car to win an outlaw race in 2022 would have been Jacob Allen and not Logan Schuhart. The win was Allen's third top five finish this season, which matches his top five count from the entire 2021 year. 
He's in the top 10 in the standings, and I would not be shocked to see him win again, especially with what we've seen so far. In the championship fight, Sweet maintains a 40-point lead uh, with Gravel back up to second now and Macedo back to third. Gravel and Macedo kind of keep swapping that second position. Sheldon Hoddenshield is fourth, while Donnie Schatz lost more ground, and he's 110 points back in fifth. The World of Outlaws are headed next to the Federated Auto Parts Raceway at I-55 in Peavely, Missouri. They race on Friday and Saturday night this week. Out in California, we lost an ARC 410 show at Hanford because of high winds, but we did get 360 shows at Ocean and Placerville. On Friday night at Ocean, it was Chase Johnson, uh, Chase Johnson getting the win over Blake Carrick and Bud Kading. Kading led a bunch of laps, and those three were in a pretty good fight for a lot of that race. Tanner Carrick had won two straight there, but he ended up spinning out and racing his way back to ninth. At Placerville on Saturday, we got Shane Golubic versus Justin Sanders. Sanders was in that Works Limited 57. He threw a Hail Mary slider at Golubic with seven to go and took the lead because Golubic had to get all over the binders to avoid crashing the 57. Sanders drove away to the win with Tanner Carrick second and Golubic third. Just give me all of those uh, California bull rings just straight to the veins. I love that racing out there. In central Pennsylvania, the Friday show at the Grove was canceled. That left Lincoln and Port Royal on Saturday. At Port Royal, Logan Wagner won again to go back-to-back. He topped Anthony Macri. And at Lincoln, Buddy Kofoid broke through in the Indy Race Part 71 to get his first win at the track. He earned $6,900 and topped Freddie Raymer and Danny Dietrich. In other weekend, late model action, Bobby Pierce and Johnny Scott were MLRA winners at 81 Speedway. Zach Mitchell swept the ultimate Southeast weekend at Carolina and Lakeview. And Randall Beckwith was a $10,000 crate winner at Greenville. Drop me a comment below. Let me know your best and worst from the dirt racing weekend. We'll keep this up kind of like we did last week. Uh, winners, losers, crashes, whatever is on your mind from the dirt racing weekend. Drop me a comment. Let me know what you think. The only thing on the streaming schedule today is Flow Racing 24-7. To see the full daily streaming schedule with links to watch, visit dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. That's it for the show today. Have a good Monday. If you have thoughts about the topics on today's show, please leave them in the comments below or tweet at me. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll be back tomorrow for more Dirt Tracker Daily. 